but it's just, it's just passion, really, Adam. It is that people, for understandable reasons, get engrossed with what is the right platform to build this business on. It's understandable, but in my experience, they're, they're looking at the wrong question at the wrong time. If they want this to be successful, even if they pay us to build everything out for them and give them loads of consultation, it's still going to take up a lot of their time and attention, and it's going to take up a lot of their financial resources as well. They better make sure the best they can that they're going to get a result from this investment of time and money. And the way to do that is you got to do your research. Welcome to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast, the show where we discuss what it takes to create a sustainable long-term online business in today's fast-moving environment. We talk with industry experts and freelancers alike to find out what it takes to build and manage a location-independent business. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Adam Finan. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. Welcome back to everybody else. Today's guest is Jonathan Denwood from WPTonic.com. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Oh, it's fantastic being on the show, Adam. Thank you very much. So, Jonathan, you're joining us from uh, Northern Nevada and you are the owner and founder of WP Tonic Podcast as well as um, the e-learning software solution. So, can you tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do? Yeah, sure, Adam. Well, basically, I'm a WordPress junkie. I've been developing and designing with WordPress for over 12 years. And about three years ago, I was involved in a really large project, an e-learning project, and I really enjoyed it. And I was looking to specialize in uh, a Pacific area. And because I really enjoyed the project, I thought, e-learning and it's been a blast and it's made an enormous difference for me and um, my business and so um, we're all about e-learning about um, initial consultation building um, e-learning websites using the power of wordpress and the flexibility and ownership that that gives um, um, to our clients adam yeah, so I mean, e-learning is a super hot topic right now, uh, you know, with, I guess, the online education industry and a lot of businesses um, have had to adapt and they're looking online for, um, you know, both ways to, to sell their products. But, you know, I've seen a lot of people have to pivot and shift their offering to online. So I guess, you know, this is a very relevant topic for today. It's always been, I mean, the e-learning industry is huge, like hundreds of millions every year in, um, you know, as an industry in and of itself. But have you noticed you know, I guess more of an uptick in business and requests and people looking into this over the past two, three months? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, We've had a lot of inquiries. Um, We also offer a a starter package, which is a hosted solution where we provide really quality hosting and we provide um, one of the leading WordPress plugins um, Lifter LMS with a number of other quality premier plugins that are now um, uh, Elementor Pro, which is a leading WordPress website page builder, Cartflows, which allows you to build modern um, marketing funnels. So we provide a bundle that starts at $55 a month. So um, we've had a lot of people looking at that because it's a direct competitor 
to some of the SaaS products out there, but much better value. We offer email uh, marketing e- over 40,000 emails per month, also video hosting as well. So it's a direct competitor, but we also do semi and full builds for people based on the best WordPress technology. So yeah, we have been busy. Half, I mean, half the battle. Um, I've been down this, uh, we were talking just before the show, like I've been getting a lot of inquiries and, and doing a lot of consultations with people around um, taking their business online. And it's often the technology, yes. you know, they, they get you get overwhelmed, you know, it's like, which is right? Is it Kajabi? Is it character? Is it thinkable? <laughs> this is the, I'm passionate about this. I'm sorry to cut you off a little bit, but it's just, it's just passion really, Adam. It is that, people for understandable reasons get engrossed with what is the right platform to build this business on it's understandable but in my experience they're they're looking at the wrong question at the wrong time and what i mean by that is that they've if they want this to be successful because even if they pay us to build everything out for them and give them loads of consultation, it's still going to take up a lot of their time and attention. And it's going to take up a lot of their financial resources as well. They better make sure the best they can that they're going to get a result from this investment of time and money, right? Yeah, absolutely. And they, and the way to do that is... You got to do your research. And what I mean by that is don't think building what I call war and peace e-learning course, free courses with 24 lessons in each course and adding more and more and more content to your pre-launch course platform is in any shape or form going to make guarantee that your course is going to be successful because it's not yeah i mean selling the course is is i mean like you're saying you can build a thing you know you can have the platform you can have your course done but there's also the element as you know of marketing the course and getting the customers and that's often where people fail you know (laughs) know, there's some people that got such uh their name is such has such recognition in their particular industry that they don't have to worry about this. But that they are rare. Most people, you've got to either do your research and find real problems that in your first course you can quickly solve, get quick victories for your students. and Or you've got also got to do the research to find the kind of language that they're using, which you can use in your initial marketing pages that will resonate with your target audience. So doing this pre-research about, and how do you do that pre-research? Well, the good news is, is it's easier now to do that type of research at any time anytime because basically there's what is called facebook groups and there's normally um, more than one facebook group for a a subject where you can make uh, a return on investment so join those groups and write down what are the people 
question? What are their problems? What are the questions they're asking? Just, just don't enter there and start broadcasting that you're going to start a course because you're basically you're going to be thrown out of the group. But what you should be doing is putting in some time every day where you log in, you observe the questions. Are there a pattern? Are there problems that have a pattern? Multiple people asking the same question. And can in your course answer those problems? And also write down the kind of language that people are utilising. Because because you tend, as an expert, you tend to use more sophisticated language than your people that that are starting on a journey where you are the expert. So there tends to be a difference in language, Adam. Of course. I mean, even especially with WordPress, you know, because like you're saying, if you've been working in WordPress for over eight years and I've probably been working with WordPress about the same myself. It was about 2000. I mean, I'm not even sure what it is now, maybe 2010, 2011, when I first started building websites. Oh, was that that before WordPress 3.0 in the menu? Yeah, it was a shocking HTML stuff, like, but, uh, and now I've I've got, like, I use the same tech stack as you're saying, um, Astra and Elementor Pro for my podcast website, for any client websites. I love them. They're brilliant and they're page builders and it's just so much easier now than it used to be um, to build these things. But, um, you know, l- like you're saying here with the, uh, sorry, with, with building or with f- going into the Facebook groups and looking for problems. Uh, actually, a, a kind of a funny thing I noticed um, yesterday when I was looking in a group was it was actually a group where people had bought the course and they still hadn't their answers. You know, like they were all like, hold on a minute. The course said that it was this thing. And then like we still I still don't fully understand it. Where's this thing or how do how do I figure it out? And they were very confused. It was a Pinterest course, you know, and it was just like it was kind of funny. It was like, wow, this person really didn't solve the problem, you know. <laughs> so Well, that that that's a really sad um thing, isn't it, really? But the the other advice I would give Adam is, you know, Really keep this first. If it's your first pony ride in building an e-learning course, you've got to keep it as simple as possible. So you've identified through your research, you know, you could then even um, ask questions, say to people, um, I've got a survey, um, I'm thinking of doing this course. And you probably get away with it on the on the group. They probably ain't going to throw you out. You take them to a page, they ask some questions, you ask for their email. So you're building up a small list of emails. And then you might just do a landing page and do an initial offer where you offer the course for a substantial discount just to see if people are prepared to get their wallet out and actually pay for the, get some pre-payment before you start actually building the course. Because that identify that really, if they are prepared to get their wallet out, and you're you're being honest with them, and you say, "Well, I I haven't the modules yet, but um, I'm but this is what I'm proposing to do, and if you sign up now, you get a fifty percent off. If you get people to actually open their wallets when you're being honest with them, that's a great sign that there's a real demand for your course, isn't it? Absolutely. And I mean, pre-selling is, um, I mean, if you can manage and pull off pre-selling a course before it launches, then it pays for itself. And you've also validated, um, you know, and you can launch them with your minimum viable product and um, improve upon it. 
Well, I'm not so concerned that he actually pays for the calls, but it ju- it just it's just a sign that if you just get a few people, that there's that actual need for your calls. Now, the other factor is, please keep it simple. I would suggest one course with a maximum of twelve lessons. Typically, how long then are the lessons, and do they do you provide worksheets, you know, and downloadables to go along with them, or is it typically video, or does it depend on the course? I guess it really depends on the sector you're working in. You know, generally keep it to the minimum as possible, because the reason why I'm saying this, as long as you can, as long as you're answering, you don't have the horrible example that you. You just discussed a few moments ago where students are saying, I thought I was, my problem was going to be answered, and I st- it hasn't. As long as, as long as there's some key quick victories and the outcome, it's clear that the um, by going through the course that you get your problems answered. But the other factor is you're going to learn so much from that first batch of students because – before those students, that first batch of students, don't know. Doesn't matter how much you know about the industry, you're you're just making educated guesses about how the students re- react to the materials. And by going through that first batch of students, you're going to learn so much about how how they are how they react to the videos, how they react to the written content, the quizzes, the downloadables that you've included in the course. Before that first batch, you're just, like I say, making assumptions. Yeah, and and guessing, and like you're saying, is that constructive feedback from the people who actually do it. You know, maybe you did go all out and made all these downloadables and all this checklists and then it turned out like they were like oh, I didn't need any of that I just needed the video uh, <laughs> or maybe you make it and it's just videos and you're like oh I really wish that you know module six came with a with a checklist because there was a couple of things there to go through so you know and then you could always if you ha- if you have a membership which is something I kind of want to talk about next is like you know what you know not just having the one-time course but then having people on either a recurrent subscription which could be a membership area or a paid Facebook group is often what you see people do as an upsell to a course um you can join this group for free or if you buy the course you're in the same group you're not in a special group so I was like well he's not doing himself much justice by having all those questions in. I would rec- <laughs> I personally would recommend that but there we go so coming back so yeah like you're saying it's keep, keeping it simple and um you know uh, like what about the video quality yeah because the reason the reason I'm stressing this Adam is that people think by add, adding more and more content to the initial course, they're, they're helping it, they're cutting down on the risk of it being a failure, and they're not. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I see, what was it, there was a course there recently, I seen somebody advertising, and it was like, you know, 60 hours of video content. I'm like, dude, I ain't got 60 hours to watch 60 hours of video, like. <laughs> What do you think? I'm no. you know, and implement as well. It's like no chance, man. If like you had a better chance of getting me there on a five-hour video course, you know, like or you know maybe ten. But like, I get where they were coming from. But at the same time, it was like, what? Like, who's got sixty hours to watch videos and you know do the work? Like, it almost I don't know too much. That was overkill. <laughs> 
Well, sometimes, so you know, if you if you want to become a React programmer, um, you're probably going to, you know, to get you the possible your first job, you probably are going to have to do about a couple thousand hours um, plus plus a sixty. But you'd probably be better off really zeroing the end result rather than the sixty hours, <laughs> won't you? Of course, and I mean breaking it down as well into like I mean, let's say it was Facebook ads. I mean, obviously, you know, to be an expert of Facebook ads, you're probably going to want to put in sixty hours and then some. But the point being, you know, an introduction to Facebook ads course could be you know ten hours or something or even less. But uh, you know, I guess breaking it down and then having people. I mean, you mentioned funnels earlier on. Like as people have gone through the first course, you know, then trying to get them into the funnel and and the you know having the automated sequences to take them through to the next level. So, um. You know, like with card flows, like how does that all work? Is that all easily set up? Like when you build these systems, is it a, you know, is it an all-in-one system? Because like once again, just kind of circling back to like I was looking at all these different platforms. Some of them are all-in-one tools. Some of them, you know, you're connecting WordPress to different things. So I'm just, it's kind of new to have an all-in-one tool for this. You know, that that's as far as I'm aware. You know, some of the SaaS products are really just aimed at um, build, helping you build the course and then they have integrations with other third-party SaaS products now something like um kajabi they they offer supposedly well not supposedly that would be unfair but they they offer a totally integrated system but which is fine um it doesn't mean if you're not used to setting up courses and online tech technology platforms that you're going to find it at all easier uh, easy to set up your first course on kajabi than any other kind of platform it really just depends on your knowledge level now when it comes to wordpress half the battle is you're using separate plugins to achieve exactly the same that you would get on Kajabi and half the battle is to know which plugins work well with other plugins and how to assemble it's the ingredients these plugins are fundamental ingredients that you got to know uh, beforehand to build your meal yeah now if you don't if you don't know if you don't know the ingredients beforehand you, there's not much chance that you're going to build the meal so we provide all the ingredients and they're the best of breeds. So rather than a kind of blunt Swiss army knife that can do the job, but it isn't the best tool for the job, we choose the best plugin for that job and we then combine it into a menu that you can then build your course with. That comes with experience, doesn't it? You know, like, I mean, ultimately, this is where your, you know, lengthy experience with WordPress allows you to build the systems and build a team that can implement that um, versus, like you're saying, you know, having a Swiss Army knife solution. And look, a lot of them don't do a lot of things that I wanted them to do. You know, like I, as I was mentioning, I was exploring these for other people and client projects and, you know, like, you know, maybe Kajabi would do this thing, but it wouldn't do that. Kartra. I mean, I don't really even know if I like Archer yet. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> it's like, I don't I, I don't know if I do, but like the point is, you know, they all do different things, but there's no there's no one perfect one. I keep coming back to, well... Well, Contra, Contra and Kajabi are the kind of all-embracing 
put on the Swiss Army knife solutions, aren't they? The others offer more reduced functionality, but then they offer integration in other SaaS products, don't they? But with with our WordPress, like you asked about Cartflows, Cartflows, um, basically you've got to have Elementor, WooCommerce and Cartflows. Cartflows works with WooCommerce, so you can build really modern shopping cart funnels with bump uh, upsells, all sorts of things. But um, it provides a library of landing pages. So you can also build other types of funnels. You're, you're not restricted, just a pure sh- shopping cart e-commerce um, environment. It will work with um, learn, learning management systems. And on all on all our hosted platforms, we integrate either Lyft LMS or LearnDash with WooCommerce and Cartflows. So you can build modern funnel um, environments that are the best of breed. So like some unmentioned um, systems, they're rather the landing pages and um, the actual experience can be rather clunky and, and seem a bit out of date at the present moment, where with our system, you can build to your heart's content. And with Alimator, you're totally free, aren't you? I love it. Provide it. Like, like I was saying, I mean, I've been in those trialing them, just having a look at them lately, and I compare it to building pages with Elementor, which, I mean, I have a number of affiliates. They don't compare, they're do not, they, It's really, not even, they're, they're not in the same room, man. You know, it's like, uh, they're, I don't know, they, they just don't work right. They're very, like, yes, it's mobile responsive, and yes, it's like some form of a, 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 a you know, landing page template, but Jesus, it's got not no luck on um, Elementor templates or, or even Astra templates, which are slick as can be, you know. Um, so I'm definitely a fan for, for those. And if you can stitch it together, um, like you're saying, with the likes of uh, card flows and LMS, then you can you can build the experience, the ideal experience, you know, like, um, you know, I've been exploring these and I kind of come back to WordPress being quite possibly the best solution for the people who I was speaking with. So, um, you just, just got a lot of different um, um, ingredients to put into the meal. But like I say, we also um, we did a deal with a third-party video platform provider. So all our clients on our hosted solution, you get your own sub-account where you can upload your videos and you have a superb video player that has some really fantastic security elements to it that stops people from downloading your videos. Unlike some hosted providers, we also provide marketing email functionality and we also offer a great internal WordPress. We offer a um, plugin called WP Fusion that works with all the external CRMs like Active Campaign, Drip, it all, um, almost all the leading ones, over a hundred of them. But if you're looking for a really powerful internal WordPress CRM solution, we partnered with a company called Groundhog, and it's a very powerful, but has a, I think in my in my opinion, a really easy interface. That's much more easier to initially set up than Active Campaign, which is the leading one that I would recommend if you were looking for external SaaS based CRM. Yeah, I mean, like you hit on the video, super important. And, you know, like 
when you're shooting the videos, like just to kind of speak to the people who you see who are building the courses, because this is something I know that holds people back a lot is like fair enough. They have a plan. They have the experience. They understand uh, what the, what it is that they want to teach. Maybe they've even done the research and they know that there's a market for it, but they don't have let's say a professional videographer around you know they don't maybe have the budget for a professional videographer uh, out of the get-go like do you, have you seen in your experience you know are people able to get around that like do people have people use their phones and launch the course using video off an iphone there's no time on on the planet where it's been more easier you know um fundamentally you know using zoom um to record um the screen, you know, the screencast, and then you know there there are some editors. If you want to do it yourself, that are reasonably easy to use compared to totally professional editing package. The two that I recommend, um, if you're on the Mac, is ScreenFlow, which is about two hundred dollars. Still enormously powerful, but if you spend a week going through all the lessons and having a real go at it, you can get rapidly pretty good at editing using ScreenFlow. There's another product very similar to ScreenFlow that's on the PC, but it works on the PC and the Mac. Um, and that's about slightly more expensive, about 230 But it's a similar learning curve. The other factor is fundamentally... Um, there are a lot of really quality video um, editors offshore, and there's about three or four websites. You you have to do your research. Um, don't go for the cheapest. You need somebody that's got reasonably good English, that's got a good track record. But um, by going offshore <clears throat> and utilising that person, you, you're, you're going to save initially an enormous amount of money. Um, and you'd be able to hire somebody that you wouldn't be able to afford initially based in the US or the UK or Ireland. What you're looking for is not dirt cheap, but have be able to afford somebody initially that you wouldn't be able to initially afford based, like I say, in the UK or the US. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, Fiverr, the gig economy, there's so many good video um, editors on there. I've used it multiple times for dropshipping products and stuff like that. Um, but but I guess what I was, I, I think what I was kind of initially speaking to... Oh, was, I remember Kajagia. I think that was the name of the product, Kajagia. With regards to the video, what what I was referring to, so you, you're speaking to like screen recording videos where you're you're obviously teaching lessons about um, something that's on the screen. But what I was kind of referring to was, you know, have you seen the people launch courses like recording the videos of themselves? Like, is it typically themselves speaking or do you see most people are actually, you know, they're kind of split screening or they're doing it on their computer versus like, you know, recording themselves in the room that they're in? You know, you might need a couple of professional videos where you go to a local studio. You know, you, that's going to have to be scripted out. Most people um, find it difficult to talk in front of the camera coherently for the first time. That's just the truth of the situation, you know, um, and that probably need to be scripted out and be on, on a screen reader um, without you looking rather, you know, off-putting. But um, if it, if it, if it's 
slides or screen capture, it's going to be a lot easier for you initially. Yeah, sweet. So what does it take to build your first successful online course? Well, doing that research, I can't stress doing that research, doing that pre-launch, you know, before you even write the first course synopsis out. You know, the other thing is, do write your synopsis out, you know, from lesson one to lesson 12, write out and work out a flow where you take the person from the fundamental knowledge they need to the middle knowledge, to the end, that enable them to solve the problems that your researchers identified. So write in the synopsis. Don't think by building war and peace you're helping yourself or your students. You're not. You're, you're really just wasting resources, which could be put into course two. But I mean, the nice thing about this um, attitude is that if you do, and you will get success if you do the things that I've outlined, that fundamentally course one can be used as a great lead magnet to get people into your funnel for your next courses because you wanted to talk about membership and recurring payment, didn't you? Using that first course that you developed as a really great lead magnet is a great method of of getting enough people into your funnels for your other courses. In the last episode, I spoke with Louise, who runs a website called clicklovegrow.com, and she teaches... Um, she teaches mums professional photography. That's her course. She's been running one course for seven years. It's ticking along, doing six-figure business. She has two lead magnets that she uses for Facebook ads. How to take better photos of your kids. How to take better photos with your phone. It runs like clockwork, you know, <laughs> because people are always having babies, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so, like, it's a, it's a, it's a market that's a, in consistent demand, you know. And obviously, as you expand into different countries and stuff, but it, it just, I guess, speaking with her, really open, not open my mind, kind of reminded me more than anything that, like, you know, if you have a really good lead magnet, and like, she's like, they're not, they're not, they're like three pages, five pages, they're not huge in terms of i know we're speaking about different like repurposing the initial course but it's the same well it's the same thing with lead magnets you know if the lead might you're saying to somebody here's a 25 page here's a 50 page lead magnet they're not interested they, what they are interested in is is that lead magnet solves give will give me some insight some quick information about a problem like how to take better photos of my kids <laughs> and it will actually it will actually do, it will actually do the opposite they would think well i haven't got time to read a 50 page lead magnet so the what applies to the lead magnet applies to your first course i think that's great advice and um something i'm, I'm conscious of myself as well you know because i've been trying to build something and you can get too far down in the details you know and 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 build out something that's far too technical when really um keeping it simple is what's what the best solution but it's also it can be difficult sometimes <laughs> you know to just dumb it down and keep it as simple as it can be um to solve that problem you know one problem and and what's the solution lead them to it so see the problem with wordpress adam is that before there was some um some competent SaaS um solutions out there that if you didn't go down the wordpress you would be looking at drupal or joomla well, they were even more technical, you know, especially Drupal. So really WordPress had it 
to itself. Um, it's still, I feel, the most powerful, flexible, and best solution for over 70% of users, right? Because it's future-proof and you're not captured in... Um, so if you ever want to leave um, a hosting platform, you can just move somewhere else. But if you've ever tried to move your data or your courses from one of these SaaS space, it's a nightmare. They do not provide any easy way of getting your data out of that platform. Yeah, exactly. Right? So you're in captured. What the problem with WordPress was is that it offers all these lovely goodies, these plugins, these themes, but it doesn't offer any advice to the person initially starting about what what are the best ingredients for the menu so you would have to hire a developer you even if they the amount of coding required was minimum right well now with alimator and with a service like wp tonic we we sort all the ingredients out for you and we provide it in a pre-cooked um um, ready meal which you can just bun in the microwave and you can get going that's it and i think and that continues to give you the freedom then if you did um you know want to what would you call it innovate on it in the future you know i mean like you said wordpress isn't going anywhere Um, some of these other solutions you know they come and go but they also make it difficult to you know, maybe you do want to do some things and you just can't do it. There's almost always a WordPress plugin for that <laughs> or a connector or or a Zapier or, you know, there's there's always a way. So WordPress does allow you that flexibility. Um, so look, I guess we're coming to the end of the episode here, Jonathan. So um, thank you for taking the time to join me and the listeners today. We really appreciate it. And, you know, you've given some great insight into you know, what to consider when, you know, going into e-learning and building your first online course and I really appreciate you um, coming and joining with us today. Yeah, and I just want to point out, if they go to the WP Tonic website, a pop-out, it's a, it's a header banner, and also after a few seconds, a pop-up comes up, and I offer a free download. It's about six pages that outlines almost everything we've discussed, all the steps you need to build your first course successfully and like i say it's about seven page pdf it's totally free and you can download it brilliant i'll make sure to link to that in the show notes and then it'll be everywhere spotify and wherever you're listening just go into the go into the notes and, and have a click so um thank you jonathan for joining me and thank you to all the listeners Thank you for listening to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. Head over to the website to access the resources and links mentioned in today's episode at digitalnomadcafe.com.